Hello and welcome to Daily Prayer today for uh, July 1st, 2021. Glad that you are with me today. I'm Reverend Aaron Ochart. Let's go ahead and get started. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. The Lord be with you, and also with you. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. Gracious God, we give you thanks that through the gift of our baptism, you have embraced us as your own and made us one in Christ's body. By the power of your Holy Spirit, continue to nourish and strengthen us in the ways of faith, hope, and love through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Our readings for today are Psalms 143 and 147, verses 12 through 20. 1 Samuel 13, 5 through 18, Acts 8, 26 through 40, and Luke 23, 13 through 25. Listen for God's word to speak to you. Psalm 143. Hear my prayer, O Lord. Give ear to my supplications in your faithfulness. Answer me in your righteousness. Do not enter into judgment with your servant for no one living is righteous before you. For the enemy has pursued me, crushing my life to the ground, making me sit in darkness like those long dead. Before my spirit faints within me, my heart within me is appalled. I remember the days of old. I think about all your deeds. I meditate on the works of your hands. I stretch out my hands to you. My soul thirsts for you like a parched land. Selah. Answer me quickly, O Lord. My spirit fails. Do not hide your face from me, or I shall be like those who go down to the pit. Let me hear of your steadfast love in the morning, for in you I put my trust. Teach me the way I should go, for to you I lift up my soul. Save me, O Lord, from my enemies. I have fled to you for refuge. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. Let your good spirit lead me on a level path. For your name's sake, O Lord, preserve my life. In your righteousness, bring me out of trouble. In your steadfast love, cut off my enemies and destroy all my adversaries, for I am your servant. Morning Psalm 147, 12 through 20. Praise the Lord, O Jerusalem. Praise your God, O Zion. For God strengthens the bars of your gates. God blesses your children within you. God grants peace within your borders. God fills you with the finest of wheat. God sends out God's command to the earth. God's word runs swiftly. God gives snow like wool. God scatters frost like ashes. God hurls down hail like crumbs. Who can stand before God's cold? God sends out his word and melts them. God makes God's winds blow and the waters flow. God declares God's word to Jacob, God's statutes and ordinances to Israel. God has not dealt thus with any other nation. They do not know God's ordinances. 
Praise the Lord. First Samuel thirteen five through eighteen. The Philistines mustered to fight with Israel, thirty thousand chariots and six thousand horsemen and troops like the sand of the seashore in multitude. They came up and encamped at Michmash to the east of Bethaven. When the Israelites saw that they were in distress, for the troops were hard pressed. The people hid themselves in caves and in holes and in rocks and in tombs and in cisterns. Some Hebrews crossed the Jordan to the land of Gad and Gilead. Saul was still at Gilgal, and all the people followed him, trembling. He waited seven days, the time appointed by Samuel, but Samuel did not come to Gilgal, and the people began to slip away from Saul. So Saul said, Bring the burnt offering here to me and the offering of well-being. And he offered the burnt offering. As soon as he had finished offering the burnt offering, Samuel arrived, and Saul went out to meet him and salute him. Samuel said, What have you done? Saul replied, When I saw that the people were slipping away from me, and that you did not come within the days appointed, and that the Philistines were mustering at, Mich- mustering at Michmash, I said, Now the Philistines will come down upon Gilgal and I have not entered the favor of the Lord. So I forced myself and offered the burnt offering. Samuel said to Saul, You have done foolishly. You have not kept the commandment of the Lord your God, which he commanded you. The Lord would have established your kingdom over Israel forever, but now your kingdom will not continue. The Lord has sought out a man after God's own heart, and the Lord has appointed him to be ruler over God's people, because you have not kept what the Lord commanded you. And Samuel left and went on his way from Gilgal. The rest of the people followed Saul to join the army. They went up from Gilgal towards Gibeah of Benjamin. Saul counted the people who were present with him, about 600 men. Saul, his son Jonathan, and the people who were present with them, staying in Geba of Benjamin. But the Philistines encamped at Michmash, and raiders came out of the camp of the Philistines in three companies. One company turned towards Ophrah to the land of Shual, another company turned towards Beth-Haron, and another company turned towards the mountain that looks down upon the valley of Zeboim toward the wilderness. Acts 8.26-40 Then an angel of the Lord said to Philip, Get up and go towards the south to the road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is a wilderness road. So he got up and went. Now there was an Ethiopian eunuch, a court official of the Kandake, queen of the Ethiopians, in charge of her entire treasury. They had come to Jerusalem to worship and was returning home, seated in their chariot. They were reading the prophet Isaiah. Then the spirit said to Philip, Go over to this chariot and join it. So Philip ran up to it and heard them reading the prophet Isaiah. He said, Do you understand what you are reading? They replied, How can I unless someone guides me? And, he, and they invited Philip to get in and sit beside them. Now the passage of the scripture that they were reading was this, Like a sheep 
he was led to the slaughter, and like a lamb silent before its shearer, so he does not open his mouth. In his humiliation, justice was denied him. Who can describe his generation? For his life is taken away from the earth. The eunuch asked Philip, About whom, may I ask you, does the prophet say this, about himself or about someone else? Then Philip began to speak and started with this scripture. He proclaimed to them the good news about Jesus. As they were going along the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, Look, here is water. What is to prevent me from being baptized? And Philip said, If you believe with all your heart, you may. And they replied, I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. He commanded the chariot to stop, and both of them, Philip and the eunuch, went down into the water, and Philip baptized them. When they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord snatched Philip away. The eunuch saw him no more and went on their way rejoicing. But Philip found himself at Azotus, and as he was passing through the region, he proclaimed the good news to all the towns until he came to Caesarea. And from Luke chapter 23, verses one, uh, 13 through 25. Pilate then called together the chief priests, the leaders, and the people, and said to them, You brought this man as one who was perverting the people, and here I have examined him in your presence, and have not found this man guilty of any of your charges against him. Neither has Herod, for he sent him back to us. Indeed, he has done nothing to deserve death. I will therefore have him flogged and release him. Then they all shouted out together, Away with this fellow! Release Barabbas to us! This was a man who had been put in prison for an insurrection that had taken place in the city, and for murder. Pilate, wanting to release Jesus, addressed him again, but they kept shouting, Crucify! Crucify him! A third time he said to them, Why, what evil has he done? I have found in him no ground for the sentence of death. I will therefore have him flogged and then release him. But they kept urgently demanding with loud shouts that he should be crucified, and their voices prevailed. So Pilate gave his verdict that their demand should be granted. He released the man they asked for, the one who had been put in prison for insurrection and murder, and he handed Jesus over as they wished. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So, in our readings today, we have some interesting stuff. In 1 Samuel, we have uh, sort of the next big phase of Saul. There is this large army of Philistines that are amassing at Michmash. And he goes and he builds this army and they're going to go fight against them. And Samuel apparently has said that he will come and meet them there at a certain time. And so they're waiting. And they're waiting. And people are getting nervous and they're starting to go away. And Saul is getting nervous. And instead, maybe of using his uh, leadership abilities to make sure that they don't go away from the battle, he goes and he takes the animals that are going to be sacrificed to God for 
this um, for this battle, right? That would be a standard thing that they would make a sacrifice to, and both sides basically would make a sacrifice to their god, um, and so that their god would be on their side as they battled together. In the ancient world especially, um, that was really what battles were about. It was to see whose god was more powerful. It was not about, you know, who had the most people or, or the advanced technology, all that sort of stuff. Sure, that stuff helped, but ultimately it was about whose god was more powerful. But Samuel is taking longer than Saul wants to wait, and so he makes that sacrifice. Something that is not, that's not his role. He's the king, he's a military leader, he is not a priest or a prophet. Right when he finishes making that sacrifice, of course, had he waited, you know, half an hour longer or an hour longer or whatever it was, Samuel comes and says, what is going on here? What have you done? Well, I, I made a sacrifice. I was forced to do it. I didn't want to do it, but I made the sacrifice, right? Because I didn't know when you were going to show up. Samuel says, you know what? This, there was potential here. You could have been the beginning of a great dynasty that God would bless, but you didn't want that. You took things into your own hands. You did not trust. You did not have faith. So therefore, the kingdom is going to be taken away from you. And God is going to anoint another person to be the king. So this is the first of two very major sort of elements to Saul's reign. Um, We don't get a whole lot of good stuff to Saul. We get a lot of crazy that you will see. And we've got this sort of fall from grace that he has. Then in um, Acts, we have Philip continues on and meets uh, the Ethiopian eunuch, uh, the um, treasurer of the Kandake, of the um, the, uh, Cushite kingdom. He's in Jerusalem, or they're in Jerusalem. I I did use the the pronoun they because he is a eunuch. um, So... Just uh, he doesn't necessarily conform into either he or she. Um, that's that's my own interpretation there. Um, but he's he's wondering, you know, what does this mean? He's reading from Isaiah. He cannot understand it. And Philip goes and preaches to him and tells him all about Jesus. At the end of this explanation, they see some water, and the the eunuch asks. Is there any reason that I cannot be baptized? And Philip says, I can't think of a thing. Interesting note, there is a little added verse there, which um, I did not recognize from um, when we preached on this a couple of weeks ago, um, where Philip asks the eunuch, you know, as long as you proclaim that Jesus is Lord and Savior, and the eunuch does. This is probably a later edition, um, just to make very clear what is going on here, that the, there is a statement of faith that this eunuch makes. And he's baptized. And Philip goes away. The eunuch never sees Philip again. Um, and he goes on to Caesarea. Philip, we or the eunuch we know, goes down to uh, Ethiopia or or the Cushite Empire or kingdom, 
And from that, presumably, that's that's an element to it. Church history says also uh, that St. Mark went to Ethiopia. Uh, but because of those two things, the first Christian nation of Ethiopia or the Kushite Empire or kingdom is created. This is the first sort of formalized official church um, because the first churches in Rome didn't, they were sort of underground movements to actually build a church did not happen until the third or fourth century. So anyways, there you go. Then we have from Luke continuation of sort of the mock trial of Jesus. Pilate pleads with the people, just let this guy go. He has done nothing that I can see that is wrong. And Herod didn't think so. I don't think so. Let's just let him be free. And the crowd, the people say, no, crucify him, crucify him. What has he done? They say, crucify him even louder. And so he gives in. Um, They ask for Barabbas, who is an insurrectionist. He is a murderer. Um, And that's very, uh, it's, it's a, there's lots of things going on there. Not only is it that he is this terrible person who is made free by the death of Jesus, right? That's a very clear sort of connection. But also it tells us about that crowd who would rather have that murderer go free than for Jesus to. So it's it's sort of both and. It's, it's a glimpse of grace and redemption and a bit of condemnation as well. Those are our readings for today. Let's go ahead and join together in prayer. Satisfy us with your love in the morning, and we will live this day in joy and praise. Give us your peace, O God, that we may rejoice in your goodness to us and to all your children, and be thankful for your love revealed in Jesus Christ. Especially we thank you for the faithful witness of Christian people. The vast universe of galaxies and stars. Friends with whom we have shared. The courage to be bold disciples. The labors of those who have served us. People of God, for what else do we give thanks? Give us your peace, O God, that we may be confident of your care for us and all your children as we remember the needs of others. Especially we pray for Episcopal and Methodist churches. Racial justice and reconciliation. Those who are poor or vulnerable. Agents of caring and relief. Help for those who are abused or neglected. 
People of God, for what else do we pray? We pray for David, a friend of Jan Ann's, who is recovering from surgery, bypass surgery. The family and friends of Ben, a co-worker and teammate of Dennis's. For Kathy, a friend of Jan Ann's, who is hospitalized with a broken leg. For Sally, a friend of Sandy's, who is diagnosed with cancer. For Jimmy, who is continuing to recover from bypass surgery. Beverly, who is recovering from cataract surgery. And Anthony, Lynn's father, who is now out of the hospital, but is continuing to recover from a perforated intestine. God, our shepherd, you have brought us this day to a time of reflection and rest. Calm our souls and refresh us with your peace. Keep us close to Christ and draw us closer to one another. In the bonds of wondrous love, we pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. Now let us continue to pray using the words that Christ taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. Amen. Now may the Lord, who is our peace, give us peace at all times and every way. Amen. Bless the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Thank you so much for joining me today for daily prayer. Join me tomorrow for some more. Like this video, share it with someone else, click on the subscription and the notification button, as well as going to our website, johncalvinchurch.org. Our readings today came from the New Revised Standard Version of the Bible, daily lectionary readings, and our liturgy came from the Book of Common Worship of the Presbyterian Church USA. Thank you so much for joining me. Have a blessed day, and we'll see you next time. Bye.